Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have a email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us. Let us know about your situation or if you have any comments or questions feel free to email them to that to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts that's avoiding divorce at gmail.com and once again thanks for listening welcome to the avoiding divorce podcast i'm your host steve i want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to today's episode I also want to take this opportunity to apologize to the listeners of this podcast. I made it a goal uh, at the start of this year to try to release a new episode of this podcast once every week or two. I wanted to get into a regular cadence of at least every other week. I'm not going to bore you with all the reasons that that didn't happen, but just suffice it to say that life sometimes has a way of getting in the way and There are multiple reasons why that didn't happen. But as we end the year and go into 2023, I'm really hoping to get into that cadence of at least once every other week, especially since so many of you have emailed the podcast and expressed uh, thankfulness for the podcast and that it's been helping you out in your situation and that was really always the intent of this podcast speaking of emailing the podcast i want to thank each and every one of you that has taken the time to email us Um, as you know the avoiding divorce podcast email address is avoiding divorce at gmail.com i have a couple of asks for those of you that have emailed the show, especially if you emailed the podcast and gave details of your situation and maybe asked some specific questions that we tried to answer privately, please email us once again and let us know what the status of your situation is. Obviously, I don't have time to go back and email everyone that has ever emailed the podcast and try to get a status from you. So if you're still listening, and you would like to share a status with us, it would be much appreciated. The other thing I would like to ask is if you have emailed the podcast, or maybe even if you haven't emailed the podcast, to please take the time to do so and let us know whether these new episodes that will be coming out over the course of the next few months are helpful or not to you. One of the things that I do try uh, to... um, put into practice is really listen to the feedback, really listen to the questions that we're getting, and then use those to shape future episodes, whether that's specific topics, whether that's questions, uh, whether it's a pattern in situations that I'm seeing from listeners of the podcast that have emailed, so that We can try to make the podcast as helpful for everyone going through this as possible. Again, the Avoiding Divorce podcast email address is avoidingdivorce at gmail.com, so feel free to email us there. 
Today we're going to be talking about a uh, topic that I've uh, been meaning to get to for a while. Um, to get a little bit more in depth in what I mean by something that I've mentioned a few times on in previous episodes of this podcast. And that is the idea that you should be making the walkaway spouse do all of the dirty work of divorce. What does that mean? So oftentimes what happens when a walkaway spouse comes to a left behind spouse and drops the divorce bomb on them is they have a litany of complaints. The left behind spouse usually makes all of the classic mistakes, wants to know why, begs for another chance, maybe gets emotional and cries, does all those things that we've mentioned before that you shouldn't do as the left behind spouse that are hearing the words, I want a divorce, or I want out of the marriage, or I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. <laughs> Almost every left behind spouse has fallen into that trap of of doing those behaviors that we suggest you don't. And what that usually prompts from the left behind or from the walkaway spouse is a litany of complaints, a litany of concerns. And as we've talked about a couple episodes ago when we talked about the walkaway uh spouse's divorce fog or the the fantasy bubble that their head is now in, um you're going to hear a lot of things that aren't true as that walkaway spouse rewrites history, tells you they were never happy in the marriage, the marriage was always rotten from their point of view, that you as the left behind spouse are the root of all their problems and the root of all their unhappiness. So a lot of this rewriting of history and a lot of these uh, absolutes that the walkaway spouse starts talking about um the left behind spouse leaves that initial discussion thinking that the walkaway spouse is going to run forward towards divorce and that the divorce is imminent and usually what happens in these situation is all of a sudden there's a a period of lull where nothing's happening the walkaway spouse isn't really doing anything to move the separation or divorce forward, but they're certainly not doing anything to try to make the marriage better either. And we've talked about this as that period of limbo after bomb day where the walkaway spouse, if you continue to push them and ask them, will insist that they want the divorce, but they're not taking any action towards that. They're not hiring lawyer. They're not uh, filing for divorce. They're not putting a uh, if you have kids. They're not putting a custody custody agreement in place. But if you start a relationship talk, you will hear that they are unequivocal that they don't want to remain in the marriage. That they they want out of the marriage. That much they know. And so what happens is. Left behind spouses are stuck in this period of limbo where there, there, there really is no marriage per se. I mean, legally you're still married to this person, but 
Sometimes they leave the bedroom, they leave the marital bed, sometimes they might even move out. But you're still legally married. There's still a record with the county that says left behind spouse is married to the walkaway spouse. And this really confuses left behind spouses. <clears throat> Sometimes it becomes too much for the left behind spouse and they ask the walkaway spouse, what's going on? Have you filed for divorce? And the walkaway spouse will have a hundred reasons why they haven't or a hundred reasons why they can't, or sometimes they'll point the finger back at the left-behind spouse and say, I'm waiting for this, 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 and this from you. And sometimes the temptation by the left-behind spouse, just because limbo is so painful, is to start doing some of these things that the left, or that the walkway spouse is pointing at, at you, saying, I'm waiting for you to give me this or to find this documentation or or you know why don't you go file for divorce yourself type of thing believe it or not walkaway spouses even though they're insistent that they want a divorce can be extremely lazy in actually following through and filing for divorce or pushing for divorce so what does the left-behind spouse do? Well, my encouragement to you is fall back on the principle that doing nothing is doing something. Because your mind's going to play tricks on you. Your mind's going to try to make you think that there's some action that you need to be taking. Your mind's going to try to convince you that sitting back and waiting isn't the right course of action. And so you might be tempted to start doing some of these things that the walkaway spouse wants you to do in order to move things forward for divorce. And it's really important if you're really, really set on avoiding divorce, it's really important that you don't lift a finger to move the divorce forward. Now I want you to be very understanding of the words that I just said. It's very, very important that you don't lift a finger to move the divorce forward. Now, what that doesn't mean is that you throw up roadblocks and you try to prevent, you purposely try to sabotage the walkaway spouse's efforts to move the divorce forward. That's not, those two things are not the same thing. Not lifting a finger to, to help move the divorce forward is not the same as lifting a finger to prevent the, the divorce from moving forward. So you shouldn't be trying to prevent them from moving the divorce forward if that's what they want to do. But certainly you should not be doing anything to help them. So what are some examples of what I'm talking about? Well, there might be certain documents that the walkaway spouse is insisting they need in order to move the divorce forward. And they might look at you and ask you to find those documents. And your answer should be short, should be succinct, but it should be firm. And that is, sorry, I don't have time to do 
whatever it is they're asking you to do. However, you're more than welcome to come over, you know where the files are, and get the document yourself. You see what you're doing there is you're not lifting a finger to help, but you're not putting a roadblock in place for them to do it themselves. And this is the, the way that you should approach the entire divorce process if you end up with a walkaway spouse that is willing to move the divorce forward themselves. Be cordial, be upbeat, all of the things we've talked about on this podcast, but make them do the legwork. Make them file. Make them uh, prepare legal documents. One of the big ones is if you have kids, is a lot of times the walkaway spouse will want to get a custody agreement in place. Now, a custody agree agreement might work in your favor, especially if you have a uh, walkaway spouse that's behaving poorly. Maybe they're not wanting to do their part to help with the child care. Maybe they're, they're trying to uh, force you to do all of the child care. Um, so it could be helpful for you in those situations to actually get a, a custody agreement in place. But if your walkaway spouse isn't giving you trouble like that, I don't encourage you at all to be the one to draw up a custody agreement. Um, let them do that. Again, that's, that's one of those uh, steps towards divorce that you should be relying on them to do. Another one that um, walkaway spouses will sometimes push their left-behind spouse to do is to lie. Um, if they're in a big hurry to get out of the marriage and you live in a state or a municipality where you have to be separated for a certain amount of time before you can file for divorce, they might come to you and say, I want you to tell the court that we've been separated since X date. One of the things that we've talked about on this podcast is having principles and living a principled life. And hopefully those principles do not allow you to lie to the authorities. So that's one of those where you would push back on your walkaway spouse and say, sorry, I'm not going to lie. This is the date that I see that we were separated. That's what I'm willing to tell uh, the state or whoever it is that, the, you know, the country that you live in um, that requires a certain amount of separation time before you can file for divorce. Again, you're not standing in the way of them filing for divorce, but you're also not lifting a finger to help them, and you're sticking to your principles that say, I'm not going to lie in order to move this forward quicker. Now, be prepared. Uh, walkaway spouses sometimes view these two things as the same thing. That if you're not helping, then you're actively preventing. And it's not your place to convince them otherwise. So don't try to convince them that you're not standing in the way, that you're just busy, you're out recapturing that life you used to have, you're out working on your self-improvements, you're out learning how to be happy yourself, and you just don't have time to do something that you don't agree with, which is 
help them divorce you. So hopefully that helps. Um, please feel free to email us at avoidingdivorce at gmail.com and let us know if you have specific questions about what all this means. But in short, you should not be the one that's doing the dirty work of the divorce, especially since you're the one that doesn't even want a divorce. And you're probably not, your principles probably don't even allow you to, to uh, morally and actively engage in the divorce process yourself. So let the walkaway spouse do the dirty work of moving the divorce forward. Uh, thanks for listening to this segment. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be back with another topic. Thank you. Welcome back. In this segment, we're going to be discussing something I've alluded to in the past, and I want to give a little bit more detail about it. And that is the idea that divorce doesn't have to be the final say in your situation. That you can still practice avoiding divorce even after your walkaway spouse has filed for divorce, the divorce has gone through and is now final and you're no longer married to the walkaway spouse. One of the things that I've noticed is um, in a lot of these situations is the left behind spouse is terrified of divorce. It's as if they think that the moment that the divorce is final, that you know the judge or the court or whoever it is that deems the marriage is now over as of this date, that the left behind spouse thinks that's it, there's no coming back. They put all of their energy and effort into trying to avoid the divorce before it's final because they think once it's final, there's no coming back. And that's simply not true. If you look at the statistics, there is a pretty sizable number of marriages that had a divorce and then the spouses reconciled and got remarried. Now, I don't want to give you false hope and tell you it's in the 90% range or you know that it's even a majority of divorces. But there certainly is something to be said for the fact that there are a certain percentage of marriages that end in divorce that result in the two spouses reconciling at some later point and remarrying. And that's important to keep in mind, especially if you have a walkaway spouse that seems to be running towards divorce as fast as they can. Maybe they're not that lazy walkaway spouse that we've talked about uh, before that decrees that they want a divorce and then never lifts a finger to actually move the divorce forward. Maybe they're the exact opposite of that and they are, um, you know, sprinting towards getting through the divorce process to get that divorce final. 
And maybe there's another person that's involved, which is why they're, they're sprinting towards that. And so the left-behind spouse sometimes can think, you know, can get discouraged and, and be so fearful that divorce is the final say in their relationship with their walkaway spouse. This is especially not true if you have kids. If you have kids together, guess what? Whether you have a piece of paper saying you're married or whether you have a piece of paper saying you're divorced, you're going to be linked together for the rest of your lives because you have kids together. So you're going to end up being at the same events, um, whether that's birthday parties for the, for the grandkids, or um, whether that's birthday parties for the kids, whether that's um, uh, graduations, whether that's marriages, whether that's the birth of grandkids and the grandkids' birthdays and graduations. So you're going to be linked to this person for as long as you both shall live, whether you have a piece of paper saying you're married or not. And that gives you an opportunity to continue to practice the avoiding divorce principles even if there's a, a divorce decree that's been finalized in your situation. So the short answer to can you continue avoiding divorce even after a divorce is absolutely. There's no reason why you can't. The principles that we espouse on this podcast are to set you up for future success in a, another marriage, whether that's with somebody new or whether that's with your current walkaway spouse. And in fact, I would encourage you to start looking at your current marriage as already being over. That marriage ended for all intents and purposes on bomb day when your walkaway spouse came to you and said I no longer want to be married I want a divorce I love you but I'm not in love with you that marriage is dead and even if you don't end up divorcing this person if you reconcile before divorce is even finalized from that point forward you're in a new marriage with this person that old marriage is dead and put to rest, and the new marriage consists of a left-behind spouse who has gone out and recaptured the life they once had, that has worked on their self-improvements, become the best version of themselves that they can, and has learned to be happy by themselves. As I said in previous episodes, a successful marriage is to fully formed individuals that are psychologically and emotionally healthy coming together to create a marriage. That's what a successful marriage looks like. So on bomb day, the old marriage is gone. The old marriage is dead. And when you reconcile with this new person, you need to be a fully formed healthy, psychologically and emotionally individual 
if that marriage is going to have any success. Anything short of that is just setting you up for a future second bomb day or third bomb day, how many ever bomb days it's been. So you really need to start thinking about the old marriage is gone. I want to forge a new marriage with this person. And in order to do that, I have to go through these uh, principles, put these things in place in my life so that the next marriage will be successful. Now, <clears throat> you can do that after bomb day. You can do that all the way through divorce proceedings. You can do that after the divorce is final as well. You can continue to recapture the life that you once had. You can continue to work on your self-improvements, become the best version of yourself that you can be. And you can continue to learn to be happy by yourself. And in fact, the walkaway spouse, if they're going to be attracted back to you, whether a divorce is final or not in your situation, they're going to need to see a somebody who is happy and fulfilled because they've recaptured the life they once had, somebody who is the best version of themselves, and someone who's happy, who's happy whether they're in a relationship or not in a relationship. That's what's attractive to other people, including the walkaway spouse. And that's something that, as the left-behind spouse, you need to keep in mind. That divorce sometimes is just a step in the process. And just because your walkaway spouse ran headlong towards divorce and did everything they could to expedite it, or to expedite it, rather, um, doesn't mean that you're a failure at, divorce, at avoiding divorce. Because if you're setting yourself up for future relationship success by adhering to these principles and putting these actions into place in your life, whether it's with your walkaway spouse, which is now your ex-spouse, or whether it's with somebody brand new, your key to success is being that fully formed healthy, psychologically and emotionally person that can be half of a healthy union. So what does that mean? That means continue to put these principles in place in your life, in your interactions with your ex-spouse even after the divorce is final. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, we don't have kids. I'm not going to have any contact with that person. How can they see that I've become this attractive person who recaptured the life they once had, that life that excited my ex-spouse when we first met? How can they see that I become the best version of myself? How can they see that I'm happy and fulfilled by myself? Well, we live in a, a really interesting time. Social media is everywhere. One of the things that I talk... First of all, let me go out on record as saying I'm not a fan of social media. I think social media in our society causes as many problems as benefits that it provides. That's my opinion. You might have your own opinion. A lot of people have a different opinion. That's fine. 
One of the problems I have with social media for left-behind spouses is we try to use that social media as a way to snoop and keep tabs on our walkaway spouse. And that's not good for avoiding divorce. That's not adhering to the avoiding divorce principles. That's not backing off and giving them time and space. That's not removing all pressure and pursuit. That's not removing the focus off of them and putting it onto us. But it's a temptation, and it's one that almost every left-behind spouse deals with because of the prevalence of social media in today's society. But here's the thing. That same temptation to keep your heat tabs on your walkaway spouse through social media will eventually become a temptation to them. When you're not texting them all the time and calling them all the time and being clingy, eventually enough time and space given to a walkaway spouse will cause them to go, wait a minute, this isn't going the way that I expected to go at all. I expected my left-behind spouse to constantly be contacting me, to constantly be calling me, to constantly be hounding me. And they're doing the exact opposite. I never hear from them. They never initiate contact. They never initiate discussions. They never initiate uh, activities together. What in the world are they up to? And guess what? Whether it's before divorce, whether it's after divorce, at some point, that left-behind spouse or that, that walk-away spouse will get curious as to what the left-behind spouse is up to and they'll start snooping. Now, maybe you're like me and you don't use social media, so there's no social media to keep tabs on. More than likely, you guys still know the same people. There are people who are um, in both of your lives. It's very rare that a divorce occurs or a separation occurs and 50% of the people in your life go with you and 50% of the people in your life go with your spouse. There's usually some cross-pollination there. There's usually people that are in your life that know your spouse and people in your spouse's life that know you. And guess what? They'll find ways to check up on you. They'll find ways to keep tabs on you. They'll ask people, how is so-and-so doing? What is so-and-so doing? Is so-and-so seeing anybody? Is so-and-so happy? Are they, do they seem unhappy? Are they different than they were when I knew them? Are they the same? Um, what kinds of activities are they engaged in? Who are they hanging around with? What are they doing? All of those types of questions will get asked of people who know you. And in fact, even in the situation where maybe your personal circles have completely severed and the people that you know don't know your or no longer are in contact with your spouse and the people you're your spouse or ex-spouse know are no longer in contact with you, then it's very likely that at some point the walkaway will pick the phone up and either text you or call you to find out right from the source how you're doing. It happens all the time. And so 
the last thing that you should worry about is whether the walkaway spouse, whether they're still your spouse or whether now you're now they're your ex-spouse, are able to see that you've become this exciting, fun, attractive, happy, psychologically and emotionally happy individual. Because they will at some point get curious and find out that's exactly who you've become. And so absolutely you can continue to avoid divorce after the divorce is final. And I encourage you, if you're a left behind spouse that's facing divorce, as we said in the previous segment of this episode, you shouldn't be doing anything to help that divorce, but you shouldn't let fear cause you to stand in the way of that divorce. If your walkaway spouse is um, moving forward with the divorce, that doesn't mean that that's the end of the world. If your divorce becomes final, if they file, it goes through the process and your divorce becomes final, that doesn't mean that there's no hope of you ever reconciling with that person again. And so my final advice to you is never give up hope if that's what you want. If your goal is still reconciliation with that, with that uh, walkaway spouse, either before divorce or after the divorce is final, stick to the avoiding divorce principles, stick to the activities that we espouse on this podcast, and if that's your goal, one day that may happen. It may end up that the ex-spouse sees what a great person you've become and wants to be part of your life once again. It happens all the time. And while there's no guarantee of that, you absolutely can continue avoiding divorce even after the divorce is final. So don't see divorce as a finality. Don't see divorce as ending all hope. Just see it as a potential step in the process towards eventually avoiding divorce. I want to thank you for listening to this episode today. Hopefully these topics that we've covered in today's episode have been helpful for you. Um, again, feel free to email us at avoidingdivorce uh, at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Tell us about your situation. Ask us any follow-up questions that you might have about today's episode or any of the previous episodes. We'll be happy to consult with you um, you know, to answer those specific questions, and we'll be happy to hear what your situation is and take any feedback that you have for the podcast. Thank you. And as always, do whatever you can to avoid divorce. <laughs>